This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. Unhealthy air was recorded around most of Montana's largest cities, Billings, Butte, Bozeman, and Missoula, and in portions of northern Wyoming and eastern Idaho, according to data from U.S. government monitoring stations. Record-breaking heat is forecast to return to the northern Rockies as well. Dangerously hot conditions with temperatures as high as 110 degrees were forecast in eastern Montana and northern Wyoming. Billings and Sheridan are expected to set record highs. More than 40 large fires are burning in the three states, and smoke is also pouring in from blazes on the west coast. The hot and dry conditions contributed to a fire southeast of Cascade, doubling in size overnight. The blaze in the Harris Mountains has burned 30 square miles, and 60 homes have been evacuated. More than 200 firefighters have responded to the fire. It was started by lightning last week. There are among 5,000 firefighters deployed across the northern Rockies as of Tuesday. Montana officials issued an air quality alert and recommended people limit prolonged activities in Bozeman, Broadus, and Hamilton. An air quality alert was also issued for Lemhi County, Idaho. The Helena Regional Airport has received a million dollars in grant funds from the U.S. Department of Transportation's Small Community Air Service Development Program to help attract new service from Helena's airport to Phoenix. The bulk of the money will be kept as a revenue guarantee for the first three years. Should an airline flying to Phoenix from Helena lose revenue in the route's first three years, it can appeal to the Department of Transportation to draw down some of those funds. Airport Director Jeff Wadekamper says the goal is, of course, is that the airline will need it. According to Wadekamper, some of the money will be spent on marketing of the new route to Phoenix and some on minor terminal upgrades, mostly at the ticketing windows. Wadekamper says American Airlines is the logical choice as Phoenix is a hub for the Fort Worth-based airline. American Airlines wrote a letter in support of the Helena Regional Airport as part of its application for the Air Service Grant. Wadekamper says Phoenix has been near the top of the airport's list of priority destinations for future service for some time. Helena Regional Airport also received more than $7 million in grant funding from the same FAA program to help pay for a $12 million terminal renovation unveiled in July of 2020. According to Wadekamper, the last air service grant Helena was awarded was used to attract United Airlines in 2008 when the company began service to Denver. A jury in Wolf Point has awarded 25 eastern Montana farmers $65 million in compensatory and punitive damages, finding that a handful of Canadian and American businessmen had committed negligence, fraud, and deceit in failing to fulfill contracts, leaving crops unpaid for, and languishing in fields. 
Montana farmers planted 22,000 acres of hemp in 2018, more than any other state at the time, but most of it has never been used. The vast majority of those acres were grown for a company called USA Biofuels, which entered into contracts with more than two dozen farms in northeastern Montana for 20,000 acres of hemp. According to those contracts, the farmers would be given seed and paid $100 per acre at the time of planting. Come harvest, they would get another $400 per acre of hemp. On dry land, $600 per irrigated acre. None of that happened. U.S. Biofuels was late delivering the seed and issuing the initial payment. The farmers were repeatedly told that the promised $100 per planted acre was coming soon. Six weeks late, they received the initial payment, but from a different company, Vitality Natural Health, LLC, another Canadian company. Neither company has paid anything to anyone since. Despite swathing and bailing the product as directed, the farmers didn't receive any of the money promised by the contract. USA Biofuels wouldn't let them sell it elsewhere either, threatening legal action if the farmers tried. Now, nearly three years later, much of the hemp grown for USA Biofuels is still in the fields where they were grown. Ross Johnson, a Great Falls attorney who represented 25 plaintiffs in a lawsuit against the Canadian and American companies, said USA Biofuels was a shell company without assets or a bank account. The jurors only deliberated for three and a half hours following a five-day trial. Johnson said it appears that they were similarly troubled by the defendant's actions, awarding the plaintiffs $65 million. Most of that award, $56 million, is punitive damages. Several environmental groups are asking a federal judge to halt a U.S. Forest Service plan allowing state biologists to kill non-native rainbow trout in the scapegoat wilderness and replace those trout with native West Slope cutthroat trout. Groups including Wilderness Watch, Alliance for the Wild Rockies, and Friends of the Wild Swan filed a preliminary injunction, or a request for one, last week challenging the Forest Service's approval of Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks North Fork Blackfoot West Slope Cutthroat Trout Project. The groups say approval to use helicopters and motorboats to apply rotenone and some potassium derivatives to kill the fish violates the Wilderness Act, and the federal agency failed to properly consider environmental impacts as required by the National Environmental Policy Act. George Nicholas, executive director of Wilderness Watch, said in an email his organization is generally opposed to stocking fish in wilderness areas at all. The groups also say that the Forest Service did not sufficiently consider the potential impacts of rotenone on non-targeted aquatic species or the potential for rotenone to escape containment and kill fish outside the project area. 
Federal land managers say they're tightening protections to guard against illegal resale of adopted wild horses captured on U.S. public land. Horse protection advocates say resales for slaughter they've documented for nearly a decade won't stop until the agency stops a $1,000 cash payment it started offering in recent years to try to jumpstart lagging demand and overstocked holding pens. Some 50,000 animals are in long and short-term holding facilities. The Bureau estimates there are 86,000 horses on the range in 10 western states. Former U.S. Senator Mike Enzi, a Wyoming Republican known as a consensus builder in an increasingly polarized Senate, has died after he broke his neck in a bicycle accident last week. He was 77. Police have no indication that anyone else was nearby or involved in the accident. That's according to Lieutenant Brent Wasson of the Gillette News Record. A former shoe salesman, first elected to the Senate in 1996, Enzi emphasized compromise over grandstanding and confrontation to get bills passed. His 80-20 rule called on colleagues to focus on the 80% of an issue where they all tended to agree and discard the 20% where they didn't. Quote, nothing gets done when we're just telling each other how wrong we are. Enzi said that in his farewell address to the Senate in 2020. Just ask yourself, has anyone ever really changed your opinion by getting in your face and yelling at you or saying to you how wrong you are? Usually that doesn't change minds or hearts. Enzi's political career began at the age of 30 when he was elected the mayor of Gillette. He graduated from Sheridan High School in 1962 and from George Washington University with a degree in accounting in 1966. He received a master's in retail marketing from the University of Denver in 1968. He then served two four-year terms as mayor of Gillette and on to the Senate after that. Drought conditions are resulting in lower water levels in fisheries on the lower Madison River. Northwestern Energy said in a release on Monday, quote, current drought conditions, the result of less snowpack, low spring precipitation, and recent hot dry weather has led to challenging water, low water conditions in the Madison River system. Two conservation groups are suing the U.S. Forest Service for what they call a failure to follow several federal laws and jeopardizing lynx habitat. Links remain on the endangered species list. The two groups, Alliance for the Wild Rockies and Native Ecosystems Council, previously sued the Forest Service in 2015 for the Greater Red Lodge logging project and won when a federal judge said the Forest Service had violated the law by not considering the potential impacts to Links' critical habitat. Now in court filings now, the groups allege the Forest Service has not only disregarded the National Environmental Policy Act and the Endangered Species Act, but has unlawfully redrawn maps 
a lynx habitat without review for the purpose of logging more than a thousand acres in the Custer Gallatin National Forest, right next to the Amsorca Beartooth Wilderness Area. By a seven to three margin, the Missoula City Council has adopted a resolution stating its support for transgender youth and their participation in the biological sports of their choice, something the state legislature banned this year. Supporters say adopting the official city document amounts to a broad statement on fairness and equality and gives all youth equal treatment in gaining life skills. Opponents say it would upset the balance of women's sports and give biological males an unfair advantage on the athletic field. The resolution is merely a statement and does not override Republican-passed House Bills 112 and 427. If you need to hear this report again, please check our podcast on the Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 33 states and provinces in now 22 countries on six continents. We will also post the stories later on Facebook on the J. Scott and Treasure State Radio Network pages. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMR in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and Rescast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.